In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Ever since Christmas, we've been taking another way home. Because home is the new Eden, or the divine life, or the face of God, or the church, and ultimately heaven, there have been some wonderful moments along the way. But over these past few weeks, I think you've noticed that the degree of difficulty has been increasing steadily. And frankly, when we started, I'm not sure that we all realized that so much of this journey would be uphill. Lent has been surprising for us. There was a clue early on when Melchior, Balthazar, and Casper, the three wise men, brought their gifts to Jesus in the manger, gold and frankincense and myrrh. It was gold for Jesus the king and frank incense for Jesus the priest. And then there was myrrh. You remember, I think, what myrrh is for. Myrrh is the spice for burial, to chase away the smell. Myrrh is for the dead, and so then it all starts to make sense. Along this other way home, the way of the wise men, we have been watching Jesus take his creation back. One day in person and sea and storm and demon and disciple at a time. Along the way, Jesus has cleaned up most everybody he's met. Peter's mother-in-law, the leper, Peter and James and John, and today he cleanses the temple. You all probably remember that you're a temple too, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Don't you know your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? So this week it is your turn. Sometimes we confuse Jesus with Mr. Rogers, but after his performance today, that is going to be a very hard case to make. Today, Jesus' passion for his church turns positively violent, and he ends up putting the whip to money changers and all their stuff. What is Jesus doing in the temple? It is all there in the Old Testament reading appointed for today. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the hell of Egypt and into the heaven of the promised land. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from brokenness and death as slaves and put you back together again as a holy, flourishing, divine community. I am the Lord your God who set you on your way home again. And the way home looks like this. Ten words. What is Jesus doing in the temple? Jesus is making the first word, the first word again. No other gods and no other way. Jesus is cleaning up our messes and clearing up our way home. In scripture, anything that makes a mess this big is known as an idol. An idol is utterly self-regarding. 
So any idol corrupts both reason and emotion. And slowly and surely, idol kills. Idol is the end of them. And the end of you too, if you've got one, or if you are one. For those in the temple today, the idol was money. If you cheat people on their way in as they change money and you cheat them on their way out as they buy sacrifices, you break trust with them and you ruin the place. So it's very easy to see why Jesus gets busy on the vendors today. But it is not so easy always for us to see our own idols. Still, Jesus is willing to do for us what he did for them. He is still willing to clean up our messes and clear our way home. Even though we are at times so ruined by our idols that his way with us is at times passionate, aggressive, and even painful. That pain may be one reason why a whole bundle of things that Christians in previous centuries just took for granted as the normal way of Jesus, as the other way home, as the way of wise men and wise women, has been lost to us in our generations. It really is a shame for us the way of rigorous self-examination, which is a centerpiece of our catechism. Following the 10 words in the Old Testament reading for today, I have lived as if God did not matter and as if I mattered most. I have not honored my Lord's name as I should. My worship and prayers have faltered. There are those whom I have hurt and those whom I have failed to help. What particularly troubles me is this. That can feel very painful because it exposes sin and it actually creates guilt. But in the end, if the temple is really being cleaned, if something is really happening, if there really is forgiveness, if something really happens in absolution, then we can't go on being the same people that we were 10 minutes before absolution happened. I was standing before the icon of the Virgin and the Child in St. Mark's Basilica in Venice, waiting to light a candle for you. The woman beside me at the icon was weeping from the deepest part of her soul. There was no doubt that she was utterly broken. She was a mess, she was tortured, she was lost. 
Behind us at the other end of the chapel sat a priest. Underneath a glorious crucifix with wide open welcoming arms and with just a hint of frankincense in the air there to do what priests are there to do. As she left the icon she knelt before the priest sobbing and confessing. He leaned into her and he took her arm and he pulled her near as if he was pulling her sins right out of her. As if by his words and deeds something was really happening. He was cleaning up her mess and showing her the way home. It was one of the most compassionate things I have ever seen. It was Jesus in the temple. Today, in the gospel, they don't want to hear it or to have it from Jesus. So in a few weeks, Jesus will finally need the myrrh. But for you, it is only Lent 3, and today you still have the chance to hear it and to have it. It can be very painful, that passionate grip that pulls your sins right out of you. You're buried, buried very deeply. But it is what heals you. And it is often uphill. His way is sometimes scary bright and it is sometimes suffocatingly wet. Sometimes leprous, sometimes demonized, sometimes startlingly aggressive when Jesus is no Mr. Rogers, but his way is always the best way. And today, if you will just hear it, and if you will just have it, if you will listen and obey and rejoice in his gift of rescue, if you will go on to live as if something really happened this morning, the forgiveness of sins, and flourish in his promise and have the ten words as gospel and note his passion as a mark of love. And trust him for the next step because he's the same guy who gave you the last step. Then, as the Psalms say, the narrow places will open into wide open space, so wide that even the myrrh is good news and resurrection and forgiveness and obedience and authority and love and joy will all pull together in the way of the gospel as the way home. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.